Welcome to the Police Fit Podcast, where applicants and serving officers can learn how to smash their fitness test and regain their health. With over 11 years' experience in the fitness industry and 17 years' service in the military and as a first responder, your host, Brad Williams, shares his experience and expertise in helping applicants get their dream job and serving members regain their health. Learn how to increase your health and fitness with actionable steps for first responders by a first responder. So please enjoy this episode of the Police Fit Podcast. G'day guys, welcome to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Uh, thanks again to those who have submitted questions. Um, as always, I've sent you a message on Facebook with your discount link to the Armory. Uh, thanks again. So the first one is from Amy. Um, this is a great question. I've, I've never actually covered this before. Um, from Amy, after your fitness test, should you still be continuing the two to three running sessions a week? So in our program, we have two to three running sessions per week. Uh, or should you ease off a bit? Um, so this is this is very dependent on the individual. It's not a one size fits all for this approach. Um, basically, look, some people are more prone to minor injury strains, etc. When they run, um, I know for myself, um, I'm really prone to shin splints. So it's something I really need to keep an eye on. Um, but you you should know you should know yourself if you're prone to you know getting shin splints joint pain etc um so basically what i would suggest is firstly chat to your coach about this fuck sorry about that guys <laughs> i just had an alarm on my phone oh what an idiot all right <laughs> i mean it's scary anyone it scared the shit out of me um so i was like yeah so um firstly chat to your coach okay so your coach will know what's the best thing for you um, if you don't have a coach, just reach out to me. I, I can help you out. Um, I'll just um, have a look at your training, what you've been doing, where you're at, um, if you have sustained any injuries, et cetera, and kind of point you on the right right path. Um, so it does depend on the individual. So if you have sustained some minor injuries um, just due to the increase in running, et cetera, I would ease back on the running um, just to twice a week, but I wouldn't ease back on the cardio. And what I mean by this, I would add in an additional one to two cardio sessions per week, be it rowing or swimming, just um, low low impact that isn't going to aggravate whatever your whatever your injury might be. Um, if you haven't had any issues, I would maintain the same training. If it's got, to you, got you to that point and you're still progressing, um, then I would maintain that same training. The thing is, you never know, you never know what will happen between completing the fitness test and starting at the academy. Like, you just want to make sure you're continually building your fitness. Like you might have a rough idea of how long it's taken previous applicants, et cetera, to go from their fitness test stage to, you know, whatever stage, but it could be different for you. Like the, the medical, when you go to your medical, there might be an issue there or, you know, there's just so many, so many what ifs. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, oh, okay, I've only got two weeks till I'm in, so I'm just going to cruise a bit because then it could be four weeks, could be six weeks, and then six weeks comes and you haven't really been training um, that part or progressing. Um, you know, and, and the other thing is too, as you as you should have had a fairly easy week leading into your fitness test, um, and realistically the fitness test isn't really a big fatiguing session, um, you, you would have been doing sessions harder than your fitness test by far. Um, so come Monday, like generally fitness tests are on the weekend, come Monday, I'll, I'll, I'll kick straight back into my training. I'll be straight back into it again. 
Um, Because you've had those kind of three days rest leading into your fitness test, you've done your fitness test and just smashed straight back into your training. Even if you only have like just say four weeks before you start at the academy, you can go a long way in four weeks um, as long as you're following a a correct structured program. Um, Just think about like in the past when you've started training, you've followed like the right program, how far you you can get in four weeks. It's the same thing like – you get to a point and you have your fitness test and maybe, you know, you started the academy in four weeks time. That's not the time to take your foot off the pedal. Like you need to be fucking pushing, keep improving and make sure that, you know, you, when you get to, and I've said this before, like it, the fitter you can be during your recruit training, the academy, the more enjoyable the course is going to be for you. Like if you can, because you're going to be stressing about other things, about exams, etc. If you can go in and go, oh, sweet, we've got a PT session. I can't wait. And it's something that you're looking forward to instead of something that you're dreading. Um, the whole thing is going to be so much more enjoyable for yourself. Um, and with the with the way we lay out our training in our program, it's, it's basically building people up to pass the fitness test specifically, but it's also building their fitness and strength to excel whilst they're at the academy. So for people in our program, once they've done their fitness test, we we don't change their programming. They they've had that wrestling in their fitness test. They've done their fitness test and they're back straight into Monday again. So there's no requirement to change your training after passing the fitness test, unless for the reasons as stated above. Like you know, we do have clients where you know that the shin splints are an issue where they're very prone to them. So what we might do is we'll get them to a point where they're passing their fitness test. And they might ease off on some of their running sessions and we'll swap that with other cardio. So as I say, it's dependent on the person. But realistically, the structure of our program and what it involves doesn't change. Just the the modality around the cardio might change. The thing is, like if you if you pass your fitness test and you feel like you need to change your training after you've done your fitness test, and this isn't for the reasons of injury, just you, you feel like you've been doing a certain type of training and that's not going to carry on into, into the academy, then you're probably on the wrong program to start off with. So that's just something to think about. Like you want to be on a program where, yes, I'm specifically targeting the fitness test, which is what we do, but it's also simultaneously building you up to excel at the academy. So it's like strength and conditioning work that's um, going to help you get through the academy as well. And if you have that strength and muscular endurance and that body resistance, you know, you're a lot less likely of um, of being injured. We used to run, when I used to run um, recruit courses in the military, there was a massive correlation between people that were just passing their fitness, t- fitness tests come day one and those that would get injured on the course. So we used to run um, courses for infantry. So they were fucking really hard courses. Like we used to push them really hard and there was, a direct line from people that would come in just passing their fitness test, had a low level of fitness, um, and those who got injured and had to get taken off the course. Um, so you, you don't want to be those people. You want to you want to really, really excel. Uh, make sure you go into the academy as fit as you can possibly. Um, so the next one, that was, as I said, that was a really good question. I think I've covered that before. It's just something we just talk about in our program with our clients. So the next one I'll touch on quickly um, because I have done a podcast um, on this previously. So I will, if you want to 
dive into that one a bit deeper, I will drop it in the show notes below. Basically, nutrition during the festive season or nutrition and training during the festive season. Um, the reason why I'm talking about this today is because I was talking to a client and basically she has a wedding this weekend. Then, So it's for those people listening in America or other outside of Australia, we're just coming into summer now here in Australia. So it's coming up to the festive season where everything's happening. So basically she has a wedding this weekend and she has a hen's night the following weekend and then another wedding. So pretty much three weekends in a row she has she has events on. Now, you probably can tell by now, I'm not that type of coach and we don't run the type of program where it's like, you can't enjoy yourself. Okay, like fucking enjoy yourself. And but just train around it and be mindful of it. Um, it's just about having mindfulness during the festive season. So I will drop a show note, uh, I drop a link in the show notes to the other podcast where I cover that in more depth. Um, I also in that podcast talk about is F45 good for sh- strength and power. Um, so if you're interested in that as well, it's in that podcast. But basically, so I'm just going to lay out like a typical weekend. I'll use a wedding for an example. So this is what this is what I do during the festive season. This is what I I, I talk to our clients about and what I recommend they do. Basically, and and now keeping in mind if you have a specific goal in February that you need to do and you're really far behind that goal, then maybe this might not apply to you. Maybe you need to go in 100% over the festive season and lay off any alcohol, you know, still go to your events, but make sure that there's nothing impacting your health and fitness over that period at all. Um, So if that is you, just understand, understand that is you and, you know, where you are in your training and where you need to be. This might not apply to you. Maybe you need to be going in 100% over the festive season. Um, so this doesn't apply for everyone, uh, but for the majority it will. So basically, say you've got a, a wedding on Saturday night. Um, what I would do on the Saturday is I would skip breakfast and then I would eat lunch. Now, when I I have done this the other way around, when I eat breakfast and then I'll skip lunch, I can't remember which way I'll talk about it in the other podcast, but skipping, basically you skip one meal. I would recommend eating lunch, especially because if you have a wedding, like I've never been to a wedding where we haven't had pre-drinks. So if you roll into that pre-drinks, having only had breakfast and then the wedding stay starts at 5 p.m. in the afternoon, uh, you're going to get fucked up real quick. So what what I recommend and what I do is I'll generally skip breakfast, I'll eat lunch, um, and then I'll get into get into the festivities. Um, I'll train in the AM, so I'll make sure I do a session in that on that morning. On the Friday, I'll make sure my nutrition is 100% and I train. So I'll make it. And then on the Sunday, I'll eat well. My nutrition might not be 100%, but I'll make sure I eat well and I recover. Now, depending on what that is, I might be a sauna. It might be foam rolling. It might just be going for a walk. Or it might not be doing anything. It's just stretching, watching a movie. But I'm, I'm trying not to do too much on that day, trying to recover so I can get back into my training on Monday. Um, and then on Monday too, if Saturday night's like a, a real banger, like it's a big one, um, I, I will keep Monday fairly light. I will train, but I'll keep it fairly cruisy um, because your body's still, still trying to recover. Um, so I wouldn't smash myself. Um, that's only if it's a massive blowout that night. Um, so basically 
the wedding Saturday night. Skip, uh, I'd skip breakfast. I'd train in the morning. I'd eat lunch on the Friday beforehand. I'd make sure my nutrition is 100%. And I'll also train on that day. I might even do a double session. Um, on the Sunday, I'll eat well, recover. I won't train on that day. I'll just be f- purely about recovery. It's basically about planning your week. So plan, make sure you've got a solid plan for the day before, the day of, and the day after. Just have a really solid plan going into it. And at the end of the day, like, fucking enjoy yourself. Like, you've only got one shot at this thing we call life. You know, it could be a really long story. Or it could be one of those Goosebumps books where you choose your own adventure and then you fucking die straight away. So enjoy yourself. Like majority of people have got goals, you've got training goals. But, you know, if you if you lay out your Friday properly, say your events on the Saturday night, if you lay out your Friday properly, lay out your Saturday morning, lay out your Sunday, then you can go to your events Saturday night and just enjoy yourself and, you know, have a good time. Like I can't remember the last time where I went to an event knowing I was going to drink heaps, eat heaps and felt guilty about it because I've got that system laid out where I plan my day before I plan the morning of, you know, I know what I'm doing the next day so I can just go there and just throw caution into the wind and go, fuck it. I'm going to enjoy myself. Um, you know, some people do that every day of the week and that's why they're not so healthy. But, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you're about developing yourself and moving forward and pushing yourself to become a better version of yourself. So, um, have a plan in place, but just fucking enjoy yourself, okay? You got one life, enjoy it. Um, just on a side note about those Goosebump books, I don't know, the R.L. Stein was the uh, author for them. So remember when they um, they had the normal Goosebump books and they bought out the Choose Your Own Adventure ones? So we used to have to do, you know, I think it was year 10, we had to do like read a book and then do a school, like a report on that book. And, you know, what were the, you know, the main characters of it, what their role was, what was important, all that kind of bullshit you do at school. Um, so what I did was I got one of those books to choose your own adventure. So I read and then it's got like, if you want to go through the door on the left, go to page 58. If you want to go through to the door on the right, go to page 140. So I go to page 158 and then the story continues on. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So I went back and go to page like 140 or whatever it was. And it goes, oh, you got eaten by a monster. And I'm like, sweet. So I write my report. Uh, and it was basically like uh, the, the story started. I chose the wrong direction and then I died. Um, so then after that, the teacher made it that we weren't allowed to use those books for our um, reports. And and I had a bit of a tangent here, but I hate I hated reading books. I still don't enjoy reading books. Um, I listen to a lot of audio books, but I don't read them. But my mum at that time went through a stage where she just really loved books and really loved reading them. So when we get a book from school, we had to read that we had to do a report on it. Um, on the we had to read it over the weekend or whatever. On the Friday or on the Wednesday, like earlier in the week, I would give the book to mum and say, "Hey, mum, we just read this at school. It's an amazing book. I think you'll love it." So she would read the whole book, and then you know, come Saturday morning or when she'd finished reading it, I'd sit down with her. I go, "Oh, what'd you think about that book?" She's like, "Oh, yeah, really good." And I'm like, "Oh." The main character, what was his name again? She'd tell me, and I'd be like, "Oh, what did you think about him?" Oh, yeah, he was good. Oh, what, you know, what? I'd start asking all the questions I need to cover in my report, and I'd be like, "Oh, you know, what? Uh, what, what was his role in it? Do you think like what?" And she'd just look at me and be like, "When did you need to read the book by?" I'm like, "Yeah, tomorrow." She's like, "All right, what questions do you have?" So I basically <laughs> trick my mum into reading the book, and then I'd interview her. 
about the book so I can do my report. So yeah, I got away with that a couple of times because my mum loves me and she's amazing. But yeah, that's I was a bit, bit sneaky about that. Um, so the next thing we're going to do is just talk about, so I did a Facebook post and I love doing this post. I do it probably every six to 12 months. I think I put it up and it's basically what's the worst fitness advice you have ever uh, received. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to jump on Facebook and I'm just going to read them, um, and talk about them a little bit. Cause there's some pretty fucking funny ones in there. Um, and I enjoy doing this. Um, so I've just got to find it. Oh, sorry. I've opened up another page. Oh, here we go. All right, um, so this is from our uh, Police Fit members page. Um, so basically, what's the worst fitness advice you have ever received? Um, so the first one's from Alicia. You've got to warm up before your workout, which is correct, but she got told to go sit in your car and turn the heat on for a few minutes and then start your workout. Um, so what I... So, yeah, that's pretty good, but... Um, what I do do on the way to jujitsu in the morning when it's cold, I'll, my, my wife's got a seat heater in her car. I get a pretty sore lower back in the morning. So I'll crank the seat heater and it does kind of just warm up my lower back a little bit. So that's pretty funny, but I kind of do that. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay out too much on that coach. Uh, the next one's from Rob. You can eat what you want. If you're training now, I fucking, I've heard this so many times, but it's the exact opposite. Like, if you're training hard and training consistently, you need to be um, you need to be more consistent with your nutrition because if you don't eat well, you're not going to recover well, and then your training is going to go to shit. So it's actually the opposite. If you're if you're training hard, you need to be eating well. Uh, the next one's from Arasto. Don't eat carbs. Um, probably some keto people listening to this screaming, "Fuck yeah, don't eat carbs!" But yeah, no, each to their own. Follow your own. Follow your own, do your own research. Um, I eat carbs. I fucking love them. They're delicious. Um, the next one's from Jimmy. Uh, lifting weights will injure you and end your career. Exact opposite. If you don't lift weights, you will get injured and end your career. Um, next one's from Jen. Don't eat breakfast. Uh, yes and no. So I I do intermittent fasting at times. So it's sometimes I'll skip breakfast. Um, so it, it depends. It depends on in the context of how you say it. Um, and the same as the next one's from Marson. Don't do cardio. It will burn your muscles. Um, yeah, no, nah, it won't. It won't. If you just do cardio and don't, like, look at look at long distance runners. Like, they're not very built. Um, so, like, you, you, you can, you know, if you run too much, you will lose muscle mass, basically. Um, Justin, carbs are bad for you. Um, yeah, cut. Carbs are delicious. Refined, refined sugar is carbs. Um, not not great for you, but yeah. So it's saying carbs in general are bad for you, but there's carbs that are bad for you and then carbs that aren't, aren't so bad for you. Uh, Austin, you can't, you can't outwork a bad diet. I do it all the time. Um, yeah, so that's dependent, dependent on, dependent on your, <clears throat> how well you burn burn energy. Um, but I will say this, if you are training hard on a shit diet, imagine how much better and how much harder you can train on a good diet. Um, that's what I will say about that. Uh, Emily, cut out carbs and fat and only eat eight or there goes two of your macros. Um, only eat eight 
hundred to twelve hundred calories. Um, I proceed. This is this is actually awesome. Now that I'm reading it, sorry, I, I do know. I was talking to you before, Emily. Um, I proceeded to ignore the doctor and lost forty five. 45 kilos on a 2000 plus calorie diet, which included all the macros. Um, like fuck some doctors, like I, I, this doctor, she looked at me, took my weight and obviously I've got uh, quite a bit of muscle mass. Um, and she looked at me and my BMI was like point, like it was one into the overweight category. Um, and she goes, Oh, you're quite overweight. And I just looked at her. I was like, you fucking being serious now. We still, we still doing this. Are we having this conversation? Um, so yeah, look, just because someone's a doctor doesn't mean they're a good doctor. Um, just because someone's a coach doesn't mean they're a good coach. Um, so yeah, if you actually go on, I might ask her permission to see if I can post her before and after photos because they're fucking incredible and super inspirational. Um, but if you go into the Please Fit Members page and find this post, um, yeah, it's like just an incredible transformation. Um, just a lot of lot of commitment there and just a lot of, lot of good work and basically my my whole thing around weight loss is just eat well and move more like i know that's really simplifying it and there's a lot that goes into that around you know mindset habits etc but if you the simpler you can make something the easier you are or the more likely you are going to be to stick to it so just think about that as an overall concept eat better and move more or eat well and move more um and just kind of have that as your overriding overriding concept and then you can dive in to go what 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 do i need to be eating eating to be eating well or eating better and what movement do i need to be doing to be able to move more um so break, break it down but as an overall as a big concept just eat better and move more um from chad there's a few of these pain is good for you um until you tear your rear deltoid <laughs> so there's a couple of types of different pain there's like injury pain and then there's like just um just pushing yourself or like muscle pump pain or um so there's a few different types of pain understand the difference um from zara that men can or should eat more than women um so just with that obviously dependent on age size etc um and also muscle mass so with with men, we just generally have a high level of muscle mass in women. So if you get if you get two people that you know haven't trained, they're the same weight, same age. One's a male, one's a female. Generally, the male will have more muscle mass. Um, just genetically, that's the way we're built. Um, but if you've got like a guy that's sixty kilos, doesn't train, doesn't do anything, and then you've got a lady that's you know. 90 kilos, solid build, does powerlifting, trains hard, then she's going to be eating or have to eat a lot more than what the male does. Um, so, yeah, that's it's, it's, it's always dependent on the person. Um, next one's from Misha. Running is fun. Yeah, I'd, yeah, it's not. <laughs> nah, some people do enjoy it, but, you know, some people fucking hate lifting weights. And I'm like, what do you mean you hate lifting weights? Lifting weights is amazing. I'm like, I don't enjoy running. They're like, what do you mean you don't enjoy running? Running's amazing. So each of their own. Uh, next one's from George. Uh, funny guy, this one. Uh, wipe down the gym equipment after you use it. Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm like, yeah, it's funny, but fuck me. Wipe down your gym equipment. <laughs> all right. No one wants to lay down in your sweat. All right. Um, for uh, From Dahlia, just eat more. Trying to, like, for someone that's trying to gain weight. Um, 
you do need to eat more, but you need to eat more of the right things as well. Um, not, not all food is equal. Uh, Dylan, lift with your back. Yeah, absolutely. If you want a, a work payout. Um, Kim, I had a group PT and there was a lady who was um, 210 kgs. And the pizza was making her do box jumps and then she busted her knee. So yeah, um, that's like a group. I, I really like group PT layouts. I really, I really do. Um, I think it's beneficial for a lot of people. Um, what isn't beneficial is the PTs that have like a layout of a program, but then don't customize it to the individual. Like you don't need to customize it big, but you know, from that example, you, instead of doing box jumps, you could be doing like lower step-ups, et cetera. So my old gym, I used to train at Royal Fitness in Bacchus Marsh, Victoria. If you're there or within a reasonable driving distance, fucking train there. It's an amazing gym. The head coach here, Matty Prince, is an incredible coach. Um, and we used to do that. So we, he does like group training. Um, everyone, basically, we do the same program. Or I don't train there anymore because um, I moved away. But... Basically, um, everyone did the same program, but then it would customize it to the individual. So maybe for myself, I had some shoulder injuries for a while there. Um, so when we we're doing bench, I did a different type of bench. So he would customize it. So if you are in a group PT setting, um, something to keep an eye out for. See if the coach, you might not need it for yourself, but see if the coach is doing that. See if there is someone there that has an injury or you know needs to do an exercise a different way. Do they, do they customize it to that person? Because that's a pretty good indication of a decent coach. Um, so it's something to keep an eye out for. Um, <laughs> I love this next one from Ronnie. Whiskey for power, tequila for leanness. <laughs> I used to know this guy in the army that uh, before he'd go out, he'd, he'd train, always train. He'd be training, he'd be having shots of vodka while he was training um, before we went out. I do not recommend that. Um, Fabi, to run faster, you have to run. Um yeah, so with with running faster or running longer distances, yeah, but with running faster, there's a bit of power and power and strength involved there. If you're running, trying to run faster, so a hundred meter distance, so running does pay a part. But then also your resistance training in the gym plays a plays a massive role as well. Um, the next one's from Tyler Simmons. Different people need different amounts of protein. Uh, yes, yeah, that's correct. Um, Tyler went on to comment. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm just, sorry, I'm just quickly reading it. Uh, sorry, so I think that's just lost in a bit of translation. There. It's hard to explain um, what I'm getting at, but and the context it was told to him was wrong. Um, next one from Amelia. Years ago, I got told I was a... Uh, uh, I got told it was unhealthy to work out every day at the gym twice a day. I used to, and that like, yes and no, depending on if you're recovering properly. Um, I used to go to the gym every morning before and again, every evening plus weekend. So yeah, look, it is, um, if you're, if you're training, not recovering and then hurting yourself, causing injuries and yeah, it's not, it's not great for you. But if you're training and you're recovering, you know, and maybe you, you enjoy or your training you're not going yourself to a maximum effort every single session like say you're hitting your consistency in your sessions and that's what you want to do but maybe you're training at 70 percent every session but hitting that consistency and that's what you're that's what you're targeting um then that's all right 
Uh, the next one's from Kristen. Um, oh, this is more like a marketing thing that she said she sees everywhere. What's your excuse? Um, I'm not going to pay on this too much because I'm I'm not sure if I fucking said this in the past. Probably. I think I've used every kind of marketing thing out there. Um, yeah, so for her, for herself, is basically the worst fitness advice and she sees it everywhere. Um, as I said, apologies if I've said, I've probably said this before, whatever. Uh, it go, so it got in her head and, and that she thought uh, she just wasn't exercising enough and that um, she was being lazy, but it turns out she had some medical medical conditions. Um, yeah, I think, um, I don't know if I've actually specifically said what Drew used. I've probably used something similar. Uh, it's just a marketing, marketing kind of thing. Um, uh, next one's from Matt. Uh, you can reward yourself with one Tootsie Roll. Um, no, we're not watching because we know you lack all sense of control and can have and can take half the can after spending 30 minutes on the elliptical and two hours in the water. Massage bed, you deserve that, you non, you non lunk alarm number. I don't understand that. <laughs> so, yeah, one. One thing, and one thing that also pisses me off is like, just on a side note, is people that go, like people that look at, say a Mars bar and they're like, oh, that's, they count stuff in like say burpees or, oh, that's, if I have that Mars bar, that's, I have to do 300 burpees to work that off. Just fucking, if you're on the Mars bar, mate, just eat the Mars bar. Don't overthink it. You know, don't get too, too drawn down on that shit. Uh, next one's from Matt is one of our old clients. Do burpees. Burpees are good. Burpees are good, but they're fucking horrible. I hate them, but I still do them. Um, next one's from Alex. Uh, your experience discomfort, not pain. Push through it. Uh, so this happened during um, during the lockdowns. Uh, she ended up pushing herself to the point where she'd done so... Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. Done so much damage that I was unable to walk properly. Um, yeah, understand. Understand the difference between... I was talking about before understand the difference between discomfort and pain because they are fucking two very different things. Um, uh, next one's from Alex. Uh, push. So this is, this is one of our old uh, clients. Um, push through the pain and ignore legitimate injuries. It builds mental toughness. Um, no, it doesn't. Um, so the same, same again, like think about that. Is it discomfort or is it pain? Um, you know, when you think about pain, thinking about it, like it's an it's an injury um yeah so and look there are oh, i'm gonna be careful how i say this because i don't want people to hurt themselves but there are times where you need to push through legitimate injuries um like i'll use myself as an example we drew my recruit training for the military pretty much on our last field phase and you do like this thing called, um, I think it was called the challenge or something. At the end of it, it was basically just two days of getting fucked on. Um, and I got really, really sick uh, while we were out field to the point where I was like coughing up blood. Um, I was in a bad way and had a few other injuries. Um, but I, I needed to march out. I needed to tick that box. Um, so it was something that my teammates helped me get through that, but it was something that I just kind of had to push to the side. Um, was it the smartest thing to do? Um, arguably not, but it was something that 
that I just personally had to do and I was just going to accept the consequences of it afterwards. Um, you know, and I've done that. I've done that before when I've had injuries and had, had um, something coming up with it that I had to, had to complete and more so just for my own, my own mental ability, but just, you need to understand that um, the risk you're putting yourself at um, and anyone that's ever trained or competed at a, at a higher level at something or, you know, not even at a higher level, just, just they've had something that like, say we just had a, we just had the Melbourne marathon here recently down in um, Victoria. Now I'm sure that I'm guarantee there would have been people going into that with that had a bit of shin pain, had a bit of shin splints and they've just gone, nah, fuck it. I've been training. I'm going to do this, do this and deal with the consequences afterwards. So, um, you know, pushing through the pain and ignoring legitimate injuries to build mental toughness. Yes and no. I, I kind of, I think it's I think it's a decision you need to make as an individual. Not I don't think a coach should be telling you what to do. Um, a coach should be looking out for your best interest. So, in that instance, um, what I would do would for my clients, I'd, I'd advise them like, you know, weigh up the pros and the cons. Like, say if you do, oh, say say if you, so I just use shin splints and um, and a marathon as an example because it's easy, but. Um, say if you do, say if we did have a client that was having a bit of discomfort, you know, in their shins and they go, oh, I've got a bit of shin splints. Like I would say to them, go see an osteo, go see a treating specialist, um, get advice from them. But what I would advise is like weigh up the pros and cons of, of doing it and not doing it. So the pro of not doing it um, is obviously you're not going to, there's no risk of injuring yourself further. Um, that's the main pro. The cons are, you know, you've been putting all this effort in this training are you going to do it again? How are you going to feel? You know, if you don't do it, what's that? How's that going to impact you mentally? Um, and then on the flip side of it, I would say to them, think about, okay, if you do do this event, all right, what are the pros? You know, you, you've done it. You've ticked that box. Maybe you come out at the other side in no worse condition. All right, what's the con? Maybe you cause some serious injury to your shins, right? And then you may not be able to run. There's a bit of recovery, a lot like a long road to recovery afterwards. Um, so I would, I would say to them, get specific specialist advice from a professional um, regarding their injury. And that'll give them some also information on, you know, worst, worst case scenario, best case scenario. Um, and then I would say to them, it's, it's, it's kind of a decision they need to make for themselves. Um, but I would say lay out the pros of doing it and cons of doing it. And then the pros and cons of not doing it as well. Um, so yeah, just something to think about there. I know, I know, I, I can't say don't do it because I've done it in the past. Um, and I actually just had this conversation recently with a client about, um, and I won't say where it was, so I don't want to give any details away, but basically they had an injury um, and they were going, they'd been accepted and they were going to go start at the academy. Um, and basically we were, we were having that discussion of, okay, oh, what does it look like? If you go there and the injury gets worse, what does it look like if you don't go there? What does it look like if you go there and the injury doesn't get worse um, and you, you're able to pass everything? So we, we kind of laid out all those what-if scenarios and just um, spoke about you know how, how you're going to feel 
if you don't do it, how are you going to feel if you do do it and you hurt yourself and you make it worse and it pushes you back even further, possibly to the point of not being able to reapply. Um, so it's just, you've got to understand all your pros and cons and, and just work through it and talk about it and kind of see where you're at. Um, so uh, the next one's from, oh, same again, running, running's a fun and great activity. Nope. Um, Nicole, women should do more cardio than weight training. Um, uh, oh, and my heart rate shouldn't go higher than 120 when doing high intensity workouts. Yep, both of those are extremely incorrect. Um, we, um, just on that too, just for weight training, um, if anyone's listening to this and doesn't know already, if you're a lady, you're not going to blow out like a guy does. Um, guys build muscle a lot quicker and we have a lot more muscle mass. Um, so if you had a, a male and a female, exact same weight, exact same age, exact same height, everything, um, and then you had them both run a 12-week um, uh, muscle building program, strength and conditioning program, the male is going to look a lot different to the female is at the end of it, um, just because the way we're genetically made up. Uh, the next one's uh, from Lydia, uh, one of my one of my good good friends. Uh, run on concrete, classic classic army shit. We just go run on concrete all the time. People get injuries. Uh, next one's from Caleb. Uh, you should just accept the fact that you may always be overweight. It's just genetics. You got it or you don't. Yeah, that's incorrect. Um, you can lose weight. Like, and uh, as I say this, and there's a post that I put up um, that I also love putting up. I'm like, it, it pretty much just basically says um, you're overweight because you're eating too much for your level of activity. Don't overcomplicate it. Now, I always get replies that like, oh, what about fucking, you know, what about this this real medical condition that I've got? Now, for the majority of people that have got medical conditions, they understand how it affects them and they understand, you know, how it affects the nutrition and their intake. Um, I'm not talking about that. It's just a blanket, a blanket comment, all right, saying that for the majority of people, 99.99% of people, they're eating too much for the level of activity. Um, the same thing here, just because you're, um, you know, it's, it's not genetic, like <laughs> genetically, you may have a bigger frame, but you're not overweight. You're not overweight because you're genetic. You're overweight because you're eating too much. Um, insert hate mail below. <laughs> Next, the second one's from uh, this is from an orthopedic. Um, you're over thirty now, so no more overhead press or lifting over your head. Um, you know, so I went to a doctor once, and I have like an impingement in my shoulder. And he goes, you can't lift weights anymore. So I was like, yeah, cool story, bro. And then never went back to a doctor ever again. Find yourself a doctor. And I've got a really good osteo that I go see. Basically, when I go to him with a new injury, which is quite often, um, we're pretty much like we, we're of that mutual understanding. He goes, right, how are we going to train around it? And we we put a put a plan together about how I'm going to train around it, um, but still recover at the same time. Um, basically, get yourself a doctor like that, someone that understands training and that you're not going to stop training. Um, and how you're going to work around your injuries. Uh, next one's from Carly. The worst, the worst, the pain, the better the gain. <laughs> oh, that's fucking horrible. <laughs> the worst, the pain, the better the gain. I've never heard that. I love how it rhymes, but it's fucking horrible. Um, yeah, don't, that's that's crazy. Uh, Andrew, um, this uh, old army guy, lean into the hill. Let the hill do the work for you. This is classic army shit. You're pack marching. 
So you lean into the hill, let the hill do the work for you. Doesn't make sense in any fucking way, shape or form. Um, <laughs> this one's one of my course mates from the Fireys. Uh, speak to Brad Williams, he's a PT. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> next, next one's from Jared. Uh, lean, yeah, lean into the hill, let the hill do your work for you. Probably your next army guy as well. Um, like cardio is the only way to lose weight. Nah, incorrect. Um, Kells gets a girls just from Hass, uh, one of my copper mates. Absolutely, Kells gets a girls. Um, there's heaps, there's heaps here. Cut out all carbs and just do cardio. So fuck, obviously that's a pretty common theme. Uh, no pain, no gain. Um, it depends in what context. Uh, Higgsy, this is one of the boys. Uh, I actually deployed over to Iraq with awesome guy. Um, pain is only weakness, leaving the body. Another classic army, army one. Uh, this one's from another good friend of mine, Stephen. Uh, sprint, sprint runs will be good for you. Uh, it, to put this one into context, we, um, we had a race one day and we were doing, we just, we went to a session, just 10, 10, 100s, um, like 80, like 90, 95%. And then at the end of it, we had a race, which we fucking definitely shouldn't have. And I gave him a handicap start. And he did beat me, but he also did tear his hamstring in the uh, in it as well. So, yeah, I'm not even that upset that he beat me as well. Like, I probably only think about it oh, probably one to two times a day. Um, so, we will have to have another race, and I won't won't handicap you as much this time. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't really think about it. I'm not a very competitive person, so it doesn't even keep me up at night much. Um, the next one's from Daniel. Uh, this is one of our long long-time clients, uh, awesome guy. Loving the bits. Um, it's only a sprain. Keep running. Um, I fucking really hope I didn't give you that advice. <laughs> maybe, maybe I did a couple of years ago. Uh, and the last one is from Mitch. Um, speed over form. Um, yeah, I always, always try and maintain your form. If you don't, you're just fucking gonna get injured 100. So, uh, thanks for that. Um, I, I, lo- I do love that question. What's the worst fitness advice you've ever received? Because we do get some fucking really, really out there ones. Um, so I'll probably post again another six to eight months and we'll make another appearance on the podcast. So uh, thanks as always. Um, what I am going to do, if I did um, read out your your uh, your question, uh, sorry, your comment on the worst fitness advice, I, w- I will shoot you a link as well to the discount, discount to the Armoury um, and membership site. I really do appreciate you all. I appreciate all the comments and the... And just being a part of the group and and you know putting yourself out there. Thank you very much for that. And we will chat soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Now, I'm gonna ask you to do what everyone else asks you to do as well. Can you please subscribe, like, and share the podcast? The more people we can get it in front of, the more people we can help. Now, on that too, if you've got any questions at all, please shoot me a message on Facebook. I'll cover it off in the podcast. I'll give you the most amount of information that I can. And please, if you need help with your fitness, training, mindset, anything, please reach out and ask me. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you out. You just need to ask. Thanks, guys.